Floor 15. Wired Direct Headquarters. Jenkins, Wilson, thanks for coming on such short notice. Uh, no problem, Director Clemens. Wired Direct HQ is right on the way to our next meeting. Yeah, we've always got a few minutes for our favorite client. Good, good, good. Please sit down. It's no secret you boys are Voyager Direct's top advertising consultants. We wanted you involved in this campaign straight away. The company's taking a new direction. No doubt you've noticed that old Earth Roman themes are coming into fashion these days around the United Earth Empire. Hmm, babies named Julius. Yeah, and I've seen togas. You've got it. I've had Voyager Direct's marketing department do some focus groups and demo research. They've come back to me with a new logo and graphics based on their results. Let me see here. Yes. Got an idea for you. Yes. As you can see, we're going with the Roman numerals V and D for our main branding. Hmm, yes. Numerically, it is an incorrect transcription of the number 505. Or separately, like 5 and then 500. Ah, yes. Splendid. Very sharp, boys. Just what we were thinking. In fact, I'm having sales and finance work on ways to incorporate these numbers into future discount and pricing decisions. But our job today is to start working this logo into new jingles and taglines for the campaign. I know you boys are pressed for time, so I thought we'd just do some rapid-fire brainstorming. Grand idea. I agree. All right, then. Jenkins, go! BD is everywhere you want to be. Oh, I can hardly avoid it. Wilson! Uh... There's more for your life with VD. Ah, my life wouldn't be complete without it. Jenkins! Got VD? Ha <laughs> ha! I certainly do! Wilson! Have it your way with VD. I always get it my way. Jenkins! VD! I'm loving it. I know you are, Jenkins. I know you are. Wilson! VD, when you care enough to send the very best. And I do. I really do. Jenkins! Keep your cargo hold packed with VD. To the brim! Wilson! You're always covered with VD. Head to toe! Jenkins! Watch out for VD. Uh, oh, hmm, hmm, hmm. I don't know. It, it sort of makes VD sound like it's a bad thing, you know? That's definitely the wrong message. Like, look out! Stay away! She, I bet she's got VD! <coughs> <coughs> sorry. Sorry about that. Oh, just got a little bit of... <sighs> Uh, I bet she's got VD merchandise. There's trouble. You know, don't want that. Hmm, sorry, Em. Um, I see your point. Oh, no problem. We're just brainstorming here. Wilson! When you're in the deep black, VD... Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We've scaled back our rim expansion plan, so better not mention the deep black. Oh, sorry, Director. But we've got to be up on our next appointment. Apologies for ducking out so fast. Oh, no problem, no problem. Glad you could stop in, boys. I'll walk you to the elevator. If you don't mind me asking, where are you heading? Ah, uh, we're working on the merger of Forest University and the University of Central Cambridge. Oh, yeah, very good, very good. UCK is my alma mater. I'm sure you boys handle the merger between them and FU nicely. Keeps us busy, that's for sure. Yep, between this VD business you've given us and all our FU, UCK issues, I don't know when I'll have time to get laid. Or my warts treated. Going down. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me at the Grange Point 4. This is Control, be radial, keep calm, and remain on the guard frequency. 
Greetings, sits and sieves. You're tuned to the guard frequency. As all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 24 and was recorded live on May 24th and made available for download May 27th at guardfrequency.com. I'm Lennon. I'm Tony. And I'm Joe. All right, what have we got this week, Tony? Well, on this week's Squawk Box, we talk about another one of my pet interests. In CIG News, we bring you everything that's happening around the UEE, including our weekly crowdfunding update, the latest in-universe fiction, 10 for the Chairman, episode 21, Wingman's Hangar number 70, and the latest episode of The Next Great Starship. In this week's Nuggets for Nuggets, we talk all about our favorite Android apps for Star Citizen. And finally, we tune into the feedback loop and let you join in our conversation. Sits and Sivs are always on the lookout for talented individuals to come and join the crew here at Guard Frequency. And we're especially looking for an audio engineer to come and join the team here to assist with our weekly shows. So if you've got the creative itch that needs scratching, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email with your experience and what you'd like to bring to the table to squawk at guardfrequency.com. That's S-Q-U-A-W-K. Please remember that all positions here at Priority One Productions are voluntary. This is a labor of love, but we do look great on a CV or resume. And that takes care of the housekeeping, so let's get to the show and see what's coming through the squawk box. Hey, you boys, need a carrier around here? Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. This is Tony saying welcome to the squawk box, everyone. Time for a return to one of my little pet interests, the Scorpion ISR Light Fighter, designed and built in my hometown of Wichita, Kansas. It's just undergone a month's worth of upgrading and refitting and is heading to the shop for a fresh new coat of paint. Why? Well, it's going on tour. July 19th and 20th is the Farnborough International Air Show in jolly old England, and Scorpion will be there in her brand new Sunday bonnet. Tickets range from 45 pounds to almost 100. That's about 87,000 guilders, I think. If you're a guest of the UK around that time, or a subject of Her Majesty herself, just hop on the M3, turn southwest at the Line Sewage Works, and then Farnborough is uh, about halfway between there and the Basingstoke Roundabout, Governor. If you get to Aldershot, you know you've gone too far. So uh, guess who else is going to the party? The F-35. Now, because this piece is about the Scorpion, I only mention the Lightning II in order to highlight the obvious contrast. One is a promising piece of military hardware capable of handling a variety of missions using robust 21st century technology and representing the best of American ingenuity, efficiency, and resourcefulness. The other is the F-35. As a matter of fact, it seems that some sectors of the Air Force are starting to get cold feet about their multi-multi-multi-billion-dollar fighter program. In an article entitled The Comanche and the Albatross, Colonel Michael W. Pietrucha reviews some lessons learned by the U.S. Army about how to gracefully exit a long-term and expensive weapons program that doesn't cut the mustard. The Comanche attack chopper program was years late, billions over budget, and failed to deliver necessary capabilities. In 2004, it was axed. The Army has not missed it. The stream of money being poured down the black hole of defense contractor research and development was cut off and instead, actual aircraft were upgraded and built. In the decades since, the AH-64 Apache has been upgraded, refitted, and continues to execute its mission faithfully. Colonel Pietrucha spends 20 pages or so going through a reasonable plan to redirect the resources spent on the F-35 into rebuilding an Air Force that actually has the resources to carry out its missions. If you're a hardware geek like me, it's well worth a read. Guy's a former wild weasel driver with over 150 combat missions to his credit, so I'm going to give him a lot of deference on his analysis and conclusions. And I'm a fan because the piece reads like a sales brochure for the Scorpion. And no, in case you're asking, I don't work for Textron or Cessna. 
So if you drop by the Farnborough Air Show, check out both planes and ask yourself, if you had $100 million to blow on fighters, would you buy a single bolt of lightning or a swarm of scorpions? So that's your, like, right down the street from you, right, Lennon? I mean, you're just going to, like, hop on the M3 and just drive over there, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I really am. I usually go to the Farnborough Air Show pretty much every year. I didn't go last year. But if the Scorpion's going to be there, then yeah, I'm definitely going to go along and I'll probably have to take some photos for you because it is your pet aircraft, like you said. Oh, please. One of the other cool things that I really like about the Farnsborough show is uh, they have a lot of vintage aircraft there as well, like the um, mm-hmm. the Fokkers and the Junkers and uh, all the really old, like, biplanes as well. Well, no, their, their tagline is like from World War One to the 21st century or something mm-hmm. like that. They've got planes from every era. Is there a plane that Lennon needs to take a picture uh, for you of, Jeff? No, I, I, like I said, I'm an AH guy. I love that helicopter. That is my one golden idol. The Apache? Yeah. Because there's the AH-1 Cobra. The Cobra is more of a Navy kind of short-range cap, protect-the-fleet kind of helicopter. No, I'm, I'm talking about the Longbow. Well, have you read, seen, or heard something you might think might be interesting to other citizens or civilians? Send an email to us at squawk at guardfrequency.com. Now let's check out some CIG news. Our crowdfunding update for May 24th, 2014, $44,038,000. How refreshing, everyone. We just barely made it for Saturday instead of barely missing. Good job, team. Here's a golf clap for you. I'm sure Chivalry Bean's tweet to all of you made this possible. Not quite 454,000 registered users, up another 4,000 or so. And alpha slots are indeed a thing of the past, but there's still those arena commander passes out there available for five bucks. Woohoo! Another milestone reached. Yay! And this time, Chris tells us in another letter from the chairman that everyone who's backed up until this point will be receiving a stellar cartography room once the modular room system goes live. And we're also going to be getting updated scanning software. The new software will allow us to scan through our ships, so we'll be able to see all of the internal components. There's also a poll for what is going to be the final stretch goal, featuring a role-specific outfit, an engine tuning kit, or a space plant. Be sure to cast your vote, though, over on the Robert Space Industries website. The latest Arena Commander Weekly report was produced, and we hear that things are right on track for the release of the dogfighting module. Woohoo! We're also given a brief rundown on how the schedule has played out so far. And then we hear from the main players in CIG, as Travis Day, Eric Peterson, and Aaron Roberts give us the reports on the goings-ons in the sections. The LA team were busy getting the ship visuals just right, and the Austin team were hard at work getting all of the moving parts moving. Everything from the engines to the bits of radar that move, and finally, Foundry 42 are making sure that the Capture the Core and Battle Royale modes are in the best shape they can be. Be sure to check out this latest report over the RSI website. Yes, it is good news that the dogfighting module is on track, so hopefully this time we won't have it pushed back by another two weeks. This week, not two, but three pieces of fiction have come to us from RSI. First up, the continuing adventures of Sorry in the first run, a Sorry Larax delivery. Having escaped the clutches of Burnett and the Star Devils, Sorry is on the run but hasn't eaten or drank in two days when a familiar voice sends her a message and some coordinates to a jump point. Will this turn out to be friend or foe? Well, she'll soon find out. Next up is This Day in History, Keller's Run, which details the adventures of Dean Keller, an infamous UEE celebrity. 
that was well known for his unorthodox methods, the most famous being when surrounded on an asteroid base by bounty hunters, Keller prolonged the conversation enough and used the delay to abandon his own ship and EVA over to one of his would-be captors completely unseen. He then boarded the ship and tossed the pilot out of his own airlock before opening fire on the baffled bounty hunters. And finally, the latest entry into the Galactic Guide original systems, which shares one or two similarities with an actual games company a few of you may be familiar with, Origin Systems. This fun future history article introduces us to the in-universe creators of the eagerly anticipated Arena Commander game. You won't want to miss out on these fantastic pieces of work, so head on over to the RSI website and get them while they're fresh. I like how he credits the game to Garrity. Garrity, yes. <laughs> that was genius yep. is what that was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing, if you read it through and just swap the word Garrity for Garrett, reads like a history of origin systems. It's good fun. Alas, friends, the countdown to the finale of The Wingman's Hangar has begun. The episode doesn't disappoint, though, as we hear a metric butt-ton of goodness from the porn feedback. We hear that the persistent universe will evolve and expand as the game goes on. Friend of the show, Nikara, has a question answered, and we learn that the devs feel that the planet in Arena Commander is just too small, and that planets in the game are going to be much larger. Colorblind citizens, fear not. The team is working hard to make sure that the HUD won't just give one kind of feedback. Things won't just turn red, but they'll also blink. Eventually, as we'll be able to customize the UI, if you're having difficulty distinguishing the colors, you can just swap them out. We also find out in the long term, organizations will be able to make their own uniforms and that organizations will be able to come together in alliances. As always, there is much more to the episode. These are just what we believe to be the interesting highlights. Be sure to check out the latest episode over at the RSI website because the clock is ticking. Yes. Only two more left. Only two more. I am so glad about the colorblind thing, though, because um, I don't even know if you guys know this, but I actually can't see red. A lot of people have, like, a red-green deficiency. I just have no red in my spectrum at all. So when I'm playing games, I usually have a bit of trouble because what should be showing up as red either shows up as black or white to me. So Really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Um, huh. I, I would love to say I know what red is. I only know what red is by the absence of it and because everybody tells me certain things are red. A matador has a red flag. You know, I just know that because that's what people have told me. To me, it kind of looks more like a sort of brownie color, if anything. But hey, so yeah, having huh. having a, a colorblind safe UI is just perfect. It's going to be amazing for me. So I don't care how you guys feel about this game anymore. I'm I'm set. <laughs> you're just slobbery in love with these people. What's with you? Yes. Your, your judgment's just thrown out the window. The next thing, you're going to start a podcast about it or something. I know. Tell me about it. In 10 for the Chairman, episode 21, Chris answers more questions from the subscribers. Not a whole lot of new information spilled here, but a couple of gems. We discovered that your ship will be capable of auto-docking, but you can attempt a manual docking if you want to. Approximately 450 different landing locations are being developed right now for the PlanetSide module, where we can visit bars, catch up with friends, explore a little bit. More content will be added as the Persistent Universe grows, of course. Also, CIG are definitely planning on having an in-fiction TV show for use in bars and etc. So some people's jobs, real-world jobs, will be to get footage from events in-game. But crucially, Chris also said that player-run broadcasts are, quote, a good idea. 
So mm. there's going to be media, media in the verse. So Jeff, you're saying this piques your interest. It, Do it does because I think uh, I think a lot of things that are missing in a lot of MMOs are the fact that there is not a lot of player general generalness. So if you play well, all you're doing is listening to the chat and chat scrolls by so fast and it's so just god awful that you don't pay attention to it. So the idea, the fact that there will be this news channel that you could sit in a bar and watch or pipe into your HUD or whatever the case may be. It's kind of fascinating, and it really does lead to a lot of interesting content that might otherwise be lost. I'm also a big fan of this, the, the idea of it being, a, you know, a filter. You know, like you said, the chat roll, if you're just watching the zone chat or whatever, it just goes by so fast, and every horrible thing that anybody thinks is, you know, funny or anything just goes through there, and you, you don't have time to parse it. But if you have a channel that's a news channel, you know, someone theoretically trustworthy, theoretically with a level head, has gone through and said, this is an interesting development in the universe, this is an interesting development in the universe, and I'm going to tell everybody about it. I, too, am, am interested in this. But it brings up an interesting question. So if CIG is going to employ real people in the real world to talk about the in-fiction events in the universe, is that like a government TV station? Interesting. Is he like the People's Daily News in China? Chairman Roberts running the People's uh, Daily News. That, 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 mm. I also wonder if there's going to be a consortium or a group or something that's going to earmark the content. I mean, how would you be allowed to get your content in? Well, I, they, it's a work in progress for them on that sort of stuff. But I just, I, I'm. Uh, this is another one of those times when I think that the business model of Star Citizen really needs to include like the sort of Apple version of the developers, you know, developer store, the App Store where CIG can go in and curate something and then let it into the game and do a revenue sharing thing. So like there can be Chris Roberts government uh, chairman people's news channel and stuff like that, but if other people run a good channel and can show that they have copyright permission from their correct sources and stuff like that, then maybe other people should be able to sell subscriptions to the in-game channel. There's a lot of potential here and good on Chris Roberts for recognizing that potential. And that's our community question for this week. What kind of in-game broadcasting do you want to see in the verse? Maybe a legit version of Guard Frequency? Yeah. <laughs> Let us know on our show thread over on the RSI Fansite subforum or on our show post at GuardFrequency.com. Well, this is it. We're at the semifinals of the next great starship, and all the entrants are well and truly in the engine. As usual with the next great starship, we're going to give you our rundown on our thoughts of them. This week, there are three entrants. We have Shimmerpan, Four Horsemen, and Taloncorp. Let's start with the first entrant from Shimmerpan. The judges said that this entry looked good, it just needed a little bit more work, and Chris Roberts enjoyed the level of modelling detail that was present on the landing gear and so on. Now that we're almost into the final stages here, the bar has certainly been raised as to what is expected to be delivered from the individual teams. Um, Tony, what were your thoughts on this ship, both exterior and interior? Now that it's in-game, it looks i mean—it looks pretty good. I, I've never been a fan of the design, I'm still not, but I mean, you have to respect the amount of detail and work that went into it. It looks like it could be a real ship. It's ugly. It's uh, ugly. <laughs> but I mean, but it's, it's a gunship. It's supposed to be ugly. But my critique of the design sort of falls away when you look down at the level of detail on the interior and the exterior greebly bits, as they like to call it. It kind of reminds me of a cross between the Apache and the Osprey in the real mm. world. So it, it's, it's, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's not, they put a lot of work into it. It's fine, but still not one of my favorites. Okay, Jeff. 
I kind of agree with Tony. It's never been one of my favorites. I always thought that the engines were a bit too big for the aircraft. I would have gone with a more planar engine and made the end wing tip as flexed and put the engines underneath, but that would be me. Though it was very well done. I have to congratulate the uh, entrance. They do stuff that I cannot do. Absolutely. I feel bad kind of even critiquing their work. Yeah, the amount of talent that is involved in even getting this far in the competition is so high anyway that it feels hard, even though we have to, and I really sympathize with the judges here, only one of them can become the next great starship. And there is no reason why any of these couldn't be actually in the game available for purchase you know it's a bit like any reality tv things like america's got talent or the x factor you know that the runners-up are just so close and that they'll probably get offered their own sort of deal anyway because i can't see that when the mm-hmm. competition is over and they've got this pipeline established that they're not going to find a way to introduce these somehow I mean, even um, oh, I agree. Star Trek Online did it, didn't they? They had the Design the Next Enterprise competition, and then whenever they've needed mm-hmm. a new ship after that, they've just gone back to the entrance and found things like, that's where the Chimera class came from. Yes, the Chimera Exactly, came. yeah. Yep. So I can see something very similar happening with this. But yeah, back to, back to the ship itself. Again, I kind of agree. There's not really too much you can critique on this whole setup. It looks really nice. I like the color scheme. Uh, the engines, yeah, they do look a bit big, but hey, that seems to be a running theme at the moment as as we come to our next entry, <laughs> yeah. which is Four Horsemen. This is the one where the engines have been compared to various things from barbecue tongs to hair straighteners. They've just got the big Gundam looking. Staple guns. Yep, staple guns. That's the other one. Chris Smith said that this ship will look absolutely awesome when it's in PBR. For those of you who don't know what PBR, PBS is, go back to the next great starship, approximately 17. There's at least 45 minutes of talk about it. You'll, you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> overall, though, the judges couldn't really give a lot of critique on this because they just said it. Last week, it was a AAA asset. This week, it's just they've taken it. They've refined it even further. This week, it's a AAA asset sitting in the hangar. Yes. They were already done last week, and now they're just showing off. Oh, absolutely. And in fact, all the way through the competition, I've not really liked the design primarily because of the nacelles. Having said that, when it's got to this stage and I can now see it in situ and there's a person there for scale so you get a good sense of how everything is, I may not like the engine design. I may not have gone with it personally, but I have to admit it is a fantastic ship and I'd be happy to own one of these. Um, Jeff, what do you think about this design? I've always liked the bulk of this ship. I've never liked the engine pods, but... Having seen this thing in engine, it is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of a hardware geek. I like to talk about weapon systems and things like I actually know what I'm talking about. But one of the things, one of the rules that's out there is the the 80% rule. You can spend a lot of money going from 80% to 100%, but really 80% will get you done. This ship is 80%. I'm not a fan of the engines, but it does everything else pretty well. The cockpit is right up front, so you can get some sort of you know, perspective from looking down, right? Because this is a gunship. You're dropping off troops. You need to be able to see the ground. The cockpit's right up front. It's got the good turret coverage. Everything's in a place that makes sense. I just hate the engines. And if that's all I hate right now, this is probably going to win it. Four Horsemen's probably going to win it. Unless Three Dingo comes up with some, some voodoo magic, I think Four Horsemen's probably going to be the winner. 
Yep, I've got to agree there. So, going from one ship that looks like it could be the winner to one ship that I really liked, but sadly doesn't look like it's going to be anywhere near the winner, is the entry from Talon Corp. The judges said that this wasn't one of their favourites, there was too much style over substance, it wasn't as developed as the others, it needs a lot more material and texturing and decals added, a lot of it still seemed to be in grey box mode, especially on the interior. I think with this team, because it is just one guy, he's just simply suffering from a lack of man hours. I don't think the talent is missing because he's come this far on his own. I just think the other teams have the edge in that they have two or three people able to work on the ship at any one time. He's just got to do everything by himself. So, yep, this is the week where, unfortunately, his quality has slipped a bit. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's a bit of a subpar ship, especially when you compare it to the other two. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's I don't think, actually, I don't think it's the quality that's the problem. It's just the quantity. There's just so many surfaces that need his attention. You know, he could only get to X number of surfaces in the amount of time that he had because there is just him. The layout was fine. The exterior is still looking great. Again, he's going the more shiny, sleek route. I probably wouldn't have done that, but I bet that was faster than trying to make it all paneled and, you know, and rugged and worn and stuff like that. I bet making it sleek and shiny was faster. So I think that it's probably just the the sheer amount of labor that he would have had to put into it to get it to where Shimapan was or, or where Four Horsemen was. Just It just wasn't in the cards. Yeah, I, I was disappointed when I saw this on the episode. I was hoping that this would be a, a real good contender. I really like this design. As soon as he went through the interior, it's like, oh, my God, it's not finished. I, I can't say it enough. I was disappointed. Though, again, kudos for all your work, and he did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. If he just had three more weeks, you know, if everybody else had a week and they gave him three weeks because he was short two people, he probably would have caught up to mm-hmm. him. But that's just not how the competition is. It was designed for three people, and he went in by his lonesome. Well, the judges voted on which ship that they wanted to go through to the final. Four Horsemen was the one that got the judges' vote, which I don't think comes as a surprise to anyone here. Shippapan and Talon have been placed into the third place pool. Every time when they've had one of these rounds, the community has always got a chance to vote on what they wanted to go back in. This time, the community will get to vote on the third place, so the rejected ships from the next episode will also go into the third place pool, and we will get to decide on which will be the third place next great starship. Well, and this is not just a consolation prize we're voting for. The third place team gets $5,000 in cash and Autodesk Maya LT and an AMD Radeon R9-290X for each team member. Oh, that's good. So each of them get a video card and some software, and they get a split $5,000. But that doesn't go evenly three ways. I wonder who gets the extra penny. Also, there will also be a specialty prize to the most valuable player out of the remaining contestants among the final three teams voted on by the judging panel, one Cintiq Companion, the new Windows 8 Make the World Your Studio tablet from Wacom. Finalist teams 4 through 16 also got $250 in RSI credits for every teammate. So everybody that's gotten through to the competition uh, is going to have shiny ships in their hangars thanks to their hard work. So uh, congratulations to everybody that made it through to the final round of 16. Well done. We're sorry to see you all go, but hope to see you in the game with your creations. And those guys aren't the only winners. Oh, no, we have a winner of our own. The lucky bastard who's attending the finale with a wingman of his or her choice, courtesy of Guard Frequency, is... Avip Neri. His winning entry, I would def go if I won ticks. Poetry. Sheer poetry. If the drawing wasn't random... I probably would have chosen that one. 
Actually, that's not true. I would have the one chosen the, the one with the gif of Burton Guster. Yeah, good old Gus from Psych. So, um, but he would have been a close second anyway. So I'm glad you won the random drawing. AVIP will be uh, sending you a PM via the RSI forums. So I hope you're a regular checking there. I will need to get your information to Chelsea over at CIG so they can expect your arrival on June 7th in L.A. on the big day at the YouTube Center, wherever that is. We're also sending a team there ourselves, Justin Lowmaster, our community manager, as well as a team of Priority One folks, Dr. Robert Hurt, who is our science contributor, and Skiffy, our audio engineer, are also going to be attending. So they'll be mingling with the crowd. If you guys see them there, say hi. They'll be in their Guard Frequency t-shirts, so you'll know them when you see them. Tony, Lennon. Where the f*** is the dogfighting module? On its way. It is on its way. Everything that I've seen and read and heard and know of, it's on its way. It's almost here. It's practically here. And it is on track as well. But this is going to be a real shame if this show goes out and, like, the day after we record, they say, nope, delayed by two weeks. And we're just going to go, because we sound all so optimistic and stuff. It could happen. It could. It could still happen. It could happen. It could still be delayed for two weeks. It could. Well, this is our section of the show where we like to tell you just what we've been up to passing the time whilst waiting for the dogfighting module. This week, I've actually been doing a bit of old school tabletop gaming. I've been quite into Ooh. Dungeons and Dragons this week. Nice. Yes. Uh, no, no, that's good. No, I know, I know it is. That's why I did we it. We love all kinds of games. I, we love all kinds of games here at Card Frequency. Well, the best thing about this is, is that my D&D group that I've got is actually an international group, a bit like how this is an international podcast. We oh, use yeah? a system called Roll20, which allows us to play across the net. It's a virtual tabletop. There's all sorts of virtual dice, but there's some extra things that you can do with a virtual system that you couldn't do with a tabletop system, like macros for your skills and all this sort of stuff. It's all really cool. We oh. do that together we use TeamSpeak for voice chat it's just been really good we've got halfway through a campaign it's the first time our dungeon masters ran as a dm rather than as a player and he's doing a great job so yeah that's mainly what i've been up to fun uh, tony dragon age i hear yes yeah i'm still uh, it's a lot a long game boy is that a long game i didn't realize how long it was <laughs> the last time i played a game kind of like this was was never winter nights you know oh, early 2000s game. and i'm like it was a fantastic game. I got my money's worth out of that game and then some. Really enjoyed that game and thought, hey, you know, probably the same kind of thing. 30, 40 hours worth of, you know, nope. <laughs> I think I'm like on hour 70 or something like that. And like, God, nice. another side quest? Well, okay, one more. Well, side quests so, for a reason. They're on the side. No, I have to do them. I've got to oh. do them. Yeah, no, I have to do them. No, I have, have to do them. Have you got OQD, See, the thing is, obsessive questing disorder? Yeah. Pretty much. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that the plot line of Dragon Age, you know, there's no such thing as a spoiler alert for Dragon Age, right? So if I wanted to really know the end of the story, I could just go to Wikipedia and find out exactly how the whole thing ends anytime I wanted. It's like this tension between I got to get it done before the dogfighting module's out, but at the same time, I want to draw it out <laughs> and not have it end. So it's a real, yeah. So that's just a little insight uh, into my psychology there for anybody who's listening and, you know, who wants to conquer my brain. Jeff, what have you been oh, up to? Oh, a little of this, a little of that. Mostly stick and throttle work, uh, jump gate and some of my older combat sims, just so I can get my hands used to the movements again. You really want to blow us up? Uh, no, I don't want to blow you up. I want to protect everybody else. Oh, how <laughs> noble. <laughs> I just want to save you, Tony. Oh, thank you so much. But you'll blow me up in practice just so I get better, right? right? Just teach me a lesson. (laughs) 
Since technically uh, you'll be in a simulator, you're not gonna, really going to get hurt. That's right. Technically, you, if you blow my ass up, it's all for fun and games and sport. That's right. Well, that's what we've been up to to pass the time, but we'd always love to hear what you guys are up to. So if you've got something interesting, a little side project that you're using to pass the time until, well, next week, hopefully, then let us know. The email address is squawk at guardfrequency.com. But with the latest updates from CIG done, let's all get our phones out and check out what apps we can load on in this week's Nuggets for Nuggets. You have all flown before, but you're about to enter a whole new world, so pay attention. That means get on your feet, Nuggets. Hello, sits and sieves, and welcome to Nuggets for Nuggets. This is our section of the show where we like to delve into the mechanics of Star Citizen and give you all the gory details from the inside out. Well, we all know that Star Citizen will be coming with a tablet companion app, but in the meantime, you can get your mobile fix thanks to some great community-created apps. And as we're all Android fans, we're going to bring you three of our favorite Android apps. So sorry to iOS and Windows Phone fans. However, we'd still love to hear of your favorite apps out there, so if there's something for iOS, or Windows Phone that you really, really love and you feel that the sits and sieves around the verse would love it too, then let us know in the comments section for this episode. First on Lennon's big list is the Star Planner from Detrios, a.k.a. Gourmand, a tool that lets you load in the ship inventory of not only your character or characters, but also that of your friends, allowing you to get a full scope of the ships available at your organization's disposal. This app allows you to add and remove ships from your hangar and those of your group, letting you keep track of all the assets you've pledged your hard-earned money for. There's also a mode where you can see the total amount of money pledged so far, and the amount of backers, and the number of ship packs purchased so far, so you can find out what type of ships will be most common in the verse. The app can be a little hard to use at times, but once you get used to its quirks, it can be a pretty good tool for keeping your organization organized. The second app on our list is Stat Inspect by Backyard Development. This app is a database of the ships currently announced by RSI, as well as the tech available on the ships. So if you're curious how that shield rating of mashed potato will hold up against a gun with a rating of blueberry, this app will help you take a deeper look at those numbers. Featuring an encyclopedia mode as well as a comparison mode, Stat Inspect has certainly come in handy for some previous Nuggets for Nuggets segments. At the time of this review, the information available in this app is a little out of date, with some of the more recent ships not yet making it into the app because the developer is hard at work creating a Space Lab mode letting you add and remove tech from your ship to see how it balances out. And lastly, but by no means least, is Star Citizen Informer by Kautz. Star Citizen Informer is an app that shows an incredible amount of promise and one that I personally look forward to seeing its development as the game gets launched. Primarily, it's a news app, but Star Citizen Informer brings you everything official from the RSI website, including videos, tweets, and even includes a browsable list of sections. So if you want to jump straight to the latest Spectrum Dispatch or the engineering report, you can do just that. In addition, it also comes with a citizen card viewer for both citizens and organizations, as well as a forum viewer for checking out the latest activity on the forums or catching up on guard frequency. And it also has a ship database. And to top it all off, it looks and feels like an official RSI app. It is very slick and very highly polished. So have any of you had a chance to check out these apps? I know Star Citizen Informer is a well-used tool around the verse. Uh, many people refer to it and swear by it. And until they have their own app put out there with some of the uh, API hooks into the game universe itself, we're going to be a little hamstrung as to what we can expect from the community out there. But it's encouraging to see that there's activity out there, even though they're a little hampered. I mean, you know, RSI plans to make it easier for them, but they're forging ahead anyway, whether they've got the tools or not. 
What I would really love to see is a bit of a merger between Daughter of Souls star map, Star Citizen Informer, and possibly the base slash guard frequency, and mm. put it all into a single app, because that would just be the source for anything that you would need. Well, do you have a burning desire to learn about a particular topic? Have an idea for something you'd like us to cover that you think would be interesting to all the other sits and sieves out there? Let us know by commenting on our show's post at the Guard Frequency website or on our RSI fan site subforum. But right now, let's tune in to the feedback loop. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendlies! So let's just be friendly! From our show post over at GuardFrequency.com, Nexus writes in and says, Hey guys, a great show again, and again, and again, and you get my point. As for the community question, I will miss the show, he's talking about Wingman's Hangar, but have kind of stopped watching it on a weekly basis and will watch two or three weeks in a row. I miss the wilderness days where it was a fun and carefree. I understand that they had to get more professional, but I always thought a Wingman's After Hour show would have been a good idea. And a thought for Nuggets for Nuggets, maybe a section on the UEE credits backers have. I have five grand in credits, and I'm not sure if I should use them, buy more, or wait till the game goes live. As always, thanks for all the hard work, fellas. Well, Nexus, you're welcome. With the credits, that would be a good thing, because I blew all of mine on a fish tank and a space crab. I don't regret my decision, <laughs> but this is why I'm not the treasurer for guard frequency response. <laughs> Let in the treasury report. Well, we have a lot of crabs. And then you can get crabs for free at any space and you Why did you buy some? You get them with VD. <laughs> I got my crabs from VD. Yes, you did. Well, that's a good idea. We'll put that in the hopper. We'll, we'll do a section on uh, UEE credits, the monetary system. We don't know a whole lot about it yet, but we do know not to spend it all on crabs. So we'll cover that right now. Hey, hey um, you know not to spend it all on crabs. That's that's true. I, I would have thought that would have been obvious, but we'll just go ahead and say that now for anybody that is thinking about getting crabs from VD. Let's not do that. <laughs> Sean Newboy writes, Wonderful show, everyone. As for sending off the wingman, I would think that a video from a hangar would be nice. Snowman writes in, Good show, gents. Enjoyable as always. I, too, will miss wingman's hangar. It was fun to see Eric and the gang's on-camera skills develop over time. So we must accept that the show is going more west coast. I guess that's the risk when we back a Hollywood producer's game, huh? Chivalry Bean responds, hey, what's wrong with the west coast? Huh? He's a he's a west coast. I agree with him. What's wrong with the west Portland coast? Way. I think this may be a reference to the slightly perhaps ill-conceived reality show bent that a certain production took recently. So I, I think that they've learned their lesson the hard way on that one, especially handing it over to Ben Lesnick. Ben seems like a pretty straight shooter. So well, yeah. I, I agree, but... He seems like he's got his head but, screwed on. But pace it, guys. It could be Bollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch that. You know, come for the glittery costumes, stay for the big musical numbers. Absolutely. From our thread over at the RSI website forums, Sal Berman writes in and says, Great show. I loved it. Couldn't agree more there, Sal. Couldn't agree more. And Ken Shadow writes in, Firstly, he reminded us about his open-source pirate shanty, which is a bit of a strange oh. concept. Yes, but mm -hmm. be sure to check out the links for it that we'll have in our show notes. It's a very good piece of work so far. Ken Shadow then goes on to say that in order for sending off Wingman, he would like a look-back video at all the points of Wingman's hangar's lore, from the lamp to the redacted bar and more. 
Whilst we can't be sure of what CIG will make as a farewell, us here at Guard Frequency are going to cover all of these things and more in our own send-off of Wingman's Hangar. Kin Shadow also has a concern about the new show, and he hopes that there will be both shows or space for fluff, such as fan videos, art, etc., as well as the stuff, such as CIG info, forum feedback style information, and so on. There was a cry against the fan-made content in Wingman's Hangar, but Kin Shadow and us here at Guard Frequency believe that fan-generated content is the core of a strong community. It is the key to the longevity of a game, the community-driven content behind it, because every example you can possibly give. Diaspora, the uh, Battlestar Galactica mod for Free Space 2, that is amazing. That is an incredible piece of mm. game. Uh, it's just awesome, and that was fan-made. Freelancer is a great example of it. Star Trek Online's Foundry, even though it's kind of broken and clunky, that's going to keep that game going. It, it kept me in that game for the year that Atari and Perfect World are futzing around with the takeover stuff. I wouldn't have been playing that game if it weren't for the Foundry. The key to the long-term success of any game is a quality, managed, user-generated content pipeline. Yeah, I mean, the more tools that you can get into the hands of the players and the fans who want to mod the game, the better, because there are so many of them that will put so many more hours than any paid developer ever will into creating a mod. Yeah. And they might not have the same level of skill, but you'll be surprised. I mean, look at the next great Starship competition. Look at oh, yeah. what our fans can produce. Just give us the yes. tools. Give me, ex- give them to me. Yes. So here's an important takeaway from the next great Starship. They had feedback from the developers, right? Mm-hmm. I think that makes the difference because, and again, whether the feedback cycle is you're tied into their Jira and shotgun systems and you're getting notes from Chris Smith. Okay, that's one type of feedback. The other type of feedback is someone inside CIG pointing out your fan-made thing and saying, hey, everybody, check out this thing. We think it's cool. That's another type of feedback. Official feedback makes all the difference and it raises the quality bar and it tells everybody else, hey, if I want the community team at CIG to feature my thing, I have to be at least as good as those guys are. And I think that has got to be a component of it. So whether it's a podcast, let's say, or uh, you know, an Android app or a video, um, whatever it is, the CIG team points it out and says, that's an example of high-quality stuff. Everybody ought to watch that. Yeah, obviously the problem in inverted commas with having stuff like this is uh, you mentioned about Star Trek Online and the Foundry. Cryptic found themselves in a very bizarre position where the missions that were being made in the Foundry, a lot of people were saying were higher quality than the Cryptic produced mission. Yeah. And so that forced Cryptic to step their game up when they produced the next set of featured episodes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, fair play to them. They absolutely raised the bar on quality. So it's just good for everybody in that life cycle because if CIG are putting out things and then the community putting out things that are equal to or better than, it just forces CIG to up the quality, which will force the community to up the quality, which just means that everybody is going to be getting so much more out of the game for just letting everybody get their hands in the engine. Give it to me! Are we continuing now? Okay. From Twitter, Green Dragon says, So, what frequency is the guard frequency? It's actually 121.5 megahertz, if you want to know. But if you listen to that, you're not going to hear us. You'll hear the actual guard frequency, which hopefully is boring, because if it's exciting, that means people are in trouble. So, there you go. Any chance you guys could do a PSA about not freaking out about fluctuating ship stats? CIG isn't going to make a ship inferior. Well, true. And if they listen to the guard frequency, then they'll know 
that there's nothing to freak out about. Except Tony, who wants his upgrade. Except me, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking <laughs> out. I'm so freaked out. I'm, I know I'm not supposed to, I know ship stats are going to change and everything, but the concept of a highly moddable freighter was very appealing to me. And now it's like, no, we're going to have highly moddable things you can stick on your freighter. And that makes me sad. I'm pretty far away from Rage Quit. I would like to see that concept somehow folded back into the weapons, engines, modification, i.e. if I attach this gun to an M50, the gun itself may be able to take three mods, but when it's attached to an M50, only one of the mod slots is usable. If I attach it to a Connie, there's a lot more interior hole space in the Connie, so I can attach all three mods to a gun that can take three mods. Something like that, I think would that, that is a perfectly reasonable design goal, I think, and I think they should try something like that. Makes a lot of sense physically, too. M50 tiny, Constellation big. From Bork HQ, he sent us a tweet saying that he was streaming his fish tank with the bass playing in the background when Guard Frequency was on. The Chivalry Bean checked it out and was amused when the opening skit made everybody ask if they were listening to Monty Python kind of the idea so thank you very much for uh, telling us that it worked well will be the cure for whatever it was that ailed you did we quench your thirst for star citizen content let us know here are some ways you can get in touch with us you can check out our forum post at forums.rubberspaceindustries.com leave a comment on this episode's show notes at guardfrequency.com and you can subscribe feeds.guardfrequency.com or find us on iTunes. You can hit us up on Twitter at guardfreak or leave a comment and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guardfreak and if you're old and decrepit and technologically inferior like us, you can send an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so take a minute and tell us what's on your mind. And that brings us to the end of episode 24 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 25 on June the 3rd. Be sure to keep an eye out for our episodes over at guardfrequency.com or our post over at the Robert Space Industries Fan Sites Forum. Please send us your feedback about the show. Aside from all the ways we just ran down in the feedback loop, you can hit the contact form at the top of our website. All the details for all of our contact methods will be in the show notes. Do you like what we do? Want to come join our team? If so, send a note to squawk at guardfrequency.com. That's S-Q-U-A-W-K. We're always on the lookout for talented individuals, and right now we're seeking an audio engineer to come and join us. So if you'd like to be part of the best damn space sim podcast ever, then we'd love to hear from you. And if you're looking for a friendly wingman or two, check out our organization, Guard Frequency Response, at the official RSI website, robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash guardfreak. And if you're not doing anything Saturday night, join us live at guardfrequency.com slash live, 8 p.m. Central, 2 a.m. Sunday, GMT. We would like to thank the entire team over at Guard Frequency and Priority One Productions. Special thanks to our community manager, Jay Shiverybean, and our artist, Simon Chorlton-Edwards. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music during our show. Visit ronaldjenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If there's no one listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. Squawk 7700. Stay on the curve. Special thanks to our community. To our community? What the heck is a community? Community manager. Community manager. 
booted up my development phone for uh, Android and getting it all updated. Hey, Jeff, 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 could you aim your sound-making part of your face towards your microphone, please? Sorry about that. I was just grabbing, <laughs> Sorry about that. I was grabbing my phone. Whilst we can't be sure of what CIG will make as a farewell, Guard Frequency is going to cover all of these frequencies. Going to cover all of these frequencies? My brain is We're, just We always words. cover all the frequencies. We cover every single one. All of them. In VD. That's right. We cover them all in VD. That's what we do. <laughs> They're you never not it. funny. Les- you started it. Lesnick, Lesnick was absolutely right. It's never not funny. Our crowdfunding update uh, for the booth from there. It's, you know, they've got one week to push yeah, it Yeah, and the, the clock is ticking. I, I, I have a side comment about the that's okay. I will say that for at the end of the segment. No, no, no. This is the, this is the time. It's, Jeff, you're in a circle of safeness, a circle of sanity. This is the time and the place to make these comments. Go ahead. So uh, I want to change. I want to segment. What the f- is Chris thinking? I mean, this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that safe, Jeff. Jeff Back away slowly. <laughs> And we already have that segment. We, you know, <laughs> I, it's like this is alpha, the best shape that they can be. Come on. Oh, never mind. Uh, you know how I feel. Eventually, as we'll be able to customize the UI, if you're doing, if you're having difficult, I'm having difficulty. If you're having difficulty <laughs> reading the sentence. <laughs> Boys. Mm. Uh, this this really peaked. Hey, Jeff, your interest is peaked, but your Skyping is really bad. You're Skyping out pretty bad right now. Okay. I'm not sure how to fix that. Hey, Lennon, are you hearing that too? Or yeah, is me? no, he's he's Skyping really bad. It sounds like Jeff has been taken by the Cylons slash the Daleks. Exterminate, exterminate. <laughs> I used to be able to do that voice just whilst I've got to make good radio whilst Jeff does something. You know, I'll see if I can. <clears throat> yes. Go ahead. Give us, give us your best. <clears throat> oh, God. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> exterminate. Oh, I haven't done it for that a while. That was good. Haven't done it for a long time. I need more. Uh, I need more lubricant. What's this? Coffee. Ooh, that'll do. At least it's not VD. <laughs> uh, that that accountancy uh, shanty is that what it is? I know uh, that was fairly the, manly in assurance. Uh, we haven't done that one yet. Actually, put that on the list, on it. I do and some editing sound, it. but be funny about it. What like putting like breakfast morning radio sort of. Well, I'm not a crook. <laughs> <laughs> That's good radio. That's to- totally good radio. <laughs>